Hey guys, it's Laughing Way from Hextech Heroes, and as promised, here I am doing my LCS power rankings. Um, with that being said, this is going to be uploaded to the podcast itself as kind of like a bonus episode, but if you are listening on podcast, just so you know, there is a visual element to uh, to this video as well, to this video, to this audio, to this to this as well, there's a video. Uh, there's a video to it, and you can actually find that video on my YouTube, which is just Laughing Mage. If you just uh, like look up Laughing Mage on YouTube, at Laughing Mage LCS Power Rankings, you're probably going to be able to find this video. But with that being said, let's just kind of jump right into it. So if we take a look here, this chart, this is going to be what my power rankings are, right? So big thanks to the people over at uh, to NAMN because they were the they they created this and it's incredible and I love this spreadsheet and I don't love many things that in, that also include the 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 phrase spreadsheet in it so I'm I'm pretty happy with this and made this a very easy uh, experience to get this done uh, but with that being said the way that I have my um my power rankings here top to bottom uh, number one I have FlyQuest. Number two, I have Team Liquid. Number three, I have Cloud9. Number four, I have Evil Geniuses. Number five, I have 100 Thieves. Number six, I have Dignitas. Number seven, I have CLG. Number eight, I have Golden Guardians. And number nine, I have TSM with Immortals rounding it all out at the bottom at number 10. So what's interesting about taking a look at this, um, at this graph is I can actually visualize where each player is and like where I power rank them individually given uh, in each individual role, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, because if I'm just looking at the way that it's just visually presented in front of me, it looks like it should be evil geniuses as the number one team. That's kind that's kind of what it looks like to me based off of where I have, uh, where I have all the evil genius members in, in their individual roles. They just look like they should be like, the number one or number two team. But the reality is, I just don't think that that's where they're going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just talk team by team here. I might break down uh, certain roles, but I'm really going to just be focusing team by team and why I have them here. Um, let's just start from the bottom up. Let's just do that. Let's start at the bottom up. So Immortals, all the way at the bottom. Immortals progressive. Um, what can be said about this roster? It feels bad. It really does. Because I think that there is some talent on this roster. And it feels bad to just kind of put them at the bottom. Because I think that not only is there talent, but there, there's a certain level of passion and drive for this game. I think Revenge, a Blaze Olive, and Tactical are three players that have a lot of a lot of passion for this game. And I think that they prove that in, in the way that they present themselves on social media. And honestly, if I'm be like if I'm being completely transparent here, it kind of sucks that these guys are on these on on this roster. I'm not gonna lie. I would have wished to see these guys on a different roster, but unfortunately, this is where they sit. I mean, I just don't know where I'm looking here. Like honestly, like I take a look at the Immortals roster. I don't know who I'm looking to for to be the carry. I don't know who's gonna be facilitating all of this because I look at these lanes and I'm just thinking everybody here wants to just one v nine solo the game, or they're gonna just int their asses off. Like that's just kind of how it looks to me. Uh, it, it literally looks like every single person is a coin flip, and uh, I, I honestly just I don't think that this roster even like I don't know if they when they were putting this roster roster together that they actually were trying to win or if they just picked the pieces that were falling from other teams and hoping that they could put something together that unfortunately that's kind of just what it looks like to me uh moving up we have uh <laughs> infamous tsm here guys uh honestly 
I'm just not excited for this roster. Like I, I, I think I think Neo is is just the worst AD carry in the LCS right now. I don't think that there is a question about that. Like if I'm being completely honest here, if I'm thinking about Neo's career and his highlights, I honestly just think that he's getting carried by his supports. And who is his support? Chime. And now, to be fair, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit talk Chime because I actually think that Chime has a lot of potential and is actually is actually like not bad and, and, and has a lot of room to grow. I don't think Neo has room to grow. I think Neo's hit his peak. I think he's 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 basically done. But I think Chime has a lot of uh, and, and if, if Neo is going to be good on this team, it's going to be because of Chime. I don't think Neo is going to be good on his own. Maple's fine, I guess, as a mid laner. He's all right. I, I honestly, I'm just not excited at all for Boogie. I, I honestly just don't give a fuck about this guy. And then Solo is like, I don't know. You, you call him in. He's like your, your mercenary top laner who's going to help push you over the edge. This is his first time getting a starting spot, I think. Is it ever or just in a very long time? Regardless, like this guy just, he just doesn't impress me compared to the other top laners in the league. He doesn't impress me in general when I, when I watch him. So honestly, TSM just kind of feels like another roster where they weren't really sure what they were doing. And they kind of just threw a bunch of people on team and hope for the best. Um, I, I really just don't know what else to say about their team. Like it's, it's incredibly disappointing to see this organization go down this rabbit hole. Next up, Golden Guardians. So, okay. Uh, I've actually talked about the Golden Guardians roster a little bit in the past uh, with, with some other people online. I actually think that Golden Guardians has a really high competitive ceiling. I think that's where I stand. Their competitive ceiling is really high, but I don't know how, like how consistently they can reach that. Because if I'm looking at all these pieces... And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to Licorice, but I'm putting him at the bottom of top laners. I just don't think that he's that good in, in comparison to some of these other guys. Maybe he's, maybe he's like, maybe he's interchangeable with like Revenge and Solo. But like, I really just don't think that this guy impresses me very much. I think River is is, is a half decent jungler, but I think he gets gapped every single time he loads onto the Rift against some of these other pros. I think Gory is actually probably the most exciting part of this team to me. I think he's actually a very good mid laner. Uh, from what I've seen of him, I think that he may just be a bit inconsistent. And I and again, that's what I'm talking about. The competitive ceiling is up there, but the consistency is is really going to have to be important for this team if they really want to shine. And now with Stix A, I, I mean, personally, I think Stix A is a really, really good AD carry. But when he's being put up against some of the names that I see on this list right now, like, I'm sorry, but Six A just does not match up to some of these guys. Like, it's just, that's just the reality of the situation. Six A, really good player. Six A compared to, to, to Berserker and Prince, he's really just, he's really nothing. He's really nothing. I'm sorry. And then Huhi, I mean, I love Huhi. I think Huhi is a really, really good support. I think he at least has been a really good support in the past. I don't think he was particularly interesting or or exciting to watch last season or last split. Like, he really just didn't show us anything at Worlds either. And it could have been a meta thing or it could be like a mental block or something. But like, Huhi's competitive ceiling is really extraordinarily high. But from what we've seen recently, he just is, he just, it feels like he's lost his competitive edge. But with that being said, Golden Guardians, 8th place. I think that they have high ceiling, but I, I I don't know how consistently they can reach it. Now, number 7, it actually kills me to put this team here because I, I, I really want to root for them. 
Like if I if I if I had because like the way that I have this set up is these are my realistic takes. I think realistically this is what it's going to look like at the end of the season. If I had a fan, you know, I'll I'll do a fan list after this actually really quickly. Uh, but like. I would love to see CLG in the top three. I'm not going to lie. I love these boys. I think that they're all incredibly entertaining. I think they're cool people. I actually got to meet them in New York City when I was down there for Worlds. They were super sick. It was really cool. With that being said, CLG is my number seven team. I just, I don't know. I just don't know how these pieces are going to fit together in comparison to the rest of the league. Like, that's that's my biggest question mark here. Because I think we've seen these boys play. We've kind of seen their ceiling already. And unless they do something to drastically improve, I just, I don't see them being able to compete with some of these higher teams. That's my biggest issue. Because I think every single one of these pieces is good. Uh, but like, I, I really need to see all of them improve significantly to, to for me to say for sure that they are, that they are LCS title contenders. Um, because right now, like, just side by side with some of the other players in this league. Like, I don't, like, I think Poom is a good player. I think Palafox is a good player. I just think that they're inconsistent and they're unreliable. And if they're able to to maintain the ceiling that they had last season, if that's their starting spot, like, here's the thing. If their base level is how they kind of ended last season and all, and all they're going to do is improve from there, that's fucking great. I expect to see high levels of competition from this team. But I don't think that that's going to be how it looks. I'm sorry. I just don't think that's going to be how it looks. Um, but with that being said, that is going to be CLG at number seven. At number six, this is where it gets a little bit like the next like the next three, six, five, and four. I think are potentially interchangeable. Maybe even maybe even with number three. But I like I think the top half of this league. I think that this league is like top heavy. Actually, like that that's the interesting thing. I think the top levels of this league are actually extraordinarily high. I think we're gonna see immensely high highs this season. Um with like really heartbreaking lows because it's gonna be like why why are they playing like that? Because they should be so much better. But with that being said, at number six I have Dignitas. And it's been a while since I've even put Dignitas up this high in any of my LCS power rankings in the in, in the past couple of years. But with that being said, Dignitas is going at number six, and the reason for this is I think that they have a really strong support system for this team, right? Like, if I'm looking at these pieces, I think Arma is okay as far as top laners are concerned. I don't think he's going to be stopping any lanes, but I think if he is going to be able to to do extraordinarily well in some of these lanes, it's going to be off of the back of his mid-jungle duo. Santorin Jensen just sounds absolutely insane. It is absolutely insane. Like, these two are going to be able to not only, like, hard facilitate the rest of the map and, and force basically everybody to play better, but these two also have 100% the capacity to carry... Uh, uh, with just these two, if the rest of the team is kind of playing around them, right? With that being said, I think it, it re- this team really, it does come down to its mid-jungle duo. Like, I think, like, you know, I don't think Spawn is particularly impressive, and I don't think Ignar is particularly impressive, and Armut is pretty okay, but, like, it is going to come down to team synergy. I think if this team can synergize really well and figure out what kind of identity they want to have, they're going to be able to be one of the most competitive teams in the league. Um, but as for right now, just blatantly looking at, at the pieces, I'm putting them at number six. And number five, and this might be where I get a little bit of hate because I am putting this team kind of low compared to what I, I think other people are kind of putting them, is going to be 100 Thieves. 
So if I take a look at the 100 Thieves roster, number one, two rookies, right? They have two rookies on their team, but they're also really, really good rookies, right? Like, I can't I can't put disrespect on their names. Like, I know I have tenacity at number six in terms of, of top laners, but I actually think that this guy is cracked out of his fucking mind. And I think his his ceiling is extraordinarily high, and I don't even think he's reached it yet. That's the thing. I think we've seen him play at what he thinks is his best right now, but I think he goes further beyond, right? He's got that plus ultra in him. Based off of what we've seen, though, I don't know if he can really touch the top half of the top laners in this league because I do think that there is this kind of, like, level of drop-off that happens in top lane where it's, like, the, the, the three gods, the two contenders, and then everybody else. That's kind of how it feels like to me because it's, like, we have Summit and Impact... And, and someday who I think are like the gods of top lane in the LCS right now with Summit being far above everybody. And then Fudge and Dokla are like the two kind of fist fighting each other to be contending with them. And then we have everybody else under them. And until I see more at Tenacity, until I see how he compares to these other guys in lane with the teams, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to see from him. But I do think that his ceiling is extraordinarily high if I'm going to put his ceiling anywhere if I was placing him solely off of his ceiling I'd probably put him like the fourth best top laner I think I'd put him above fudge but until I see that until I see him actually hit the high that I think that he can get he's going to be number six now closer I think is an incredible jungler I think he's got a hands diff on basically every other jungler in the uh, in, in the LCS right now and but I think that's where it kind of ends I don't think he's a particularly uh a, a particularly good leader for the team. Like, I, I don't... Like, I see him making shot calls, but I don't necessarily see him making the right ones because I think he just wants to hand-stiff everybody in the league, and when he doesn't get the opportunity to do that or when he, like when this volatile playstyle kind of falls apart, that, that's where you kind of get the, like, like, like the... This version of closer that we got to see the past, like, three or four months, unfortunately. We, we get to see the 03 closer, and I don't want to see 03 closer. I want to see this guy pop off. I want to see this guy play his best champions and carry a game off of his own back. But with that being said, I just, compared to the other junglers, which I think are more consistent and better pieces to their teams, I'm I'm going to have to put closer here at number six. Um, and I guess I have kind of, <laughs> I guess this conversation has kind of fallen apart to where I'm talking about each individual player for, for the teams. And I think that makes sense for five and up, uh, really six and up too. Cause I talked about dig pretty, pretty uh, a lot, but I, I digress. Bergson, uh, man, I mean, this is kind of where I have to question myself and my own integrity as, a, as, as like a fan. Because, like, I love Bjergsen, you know? I, I, I love this guy. I think he's super good. And I, I honestly, I had him higher up on this list originally. But then I really I really thought back to what he did last split and, and kind of where he has been skill level-wise. And I kind of watched some of his, 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 uh, his plays this season. And I was like, honestly, Bjerg just did not impress me as much as, as I would have really liked him to. And that feels kind of bad. And because of that, Bjergsen is going to be my number four mid laner, which obviously is not a bad thing. Like, top four is good. But, like, I don't know. Like, we're not seeing the kind of carry Bjergsen that we've seen in the past. He just kind of solo kills his lane over and over. We're seeing a lot more of a facilitator and a level of stability from the mid lane, I guess. And what I think is going to happen is, like, for mid-jungle duos, I think this is a strong mid-jungle duo. I think closer 
if he is on these kind of hard carry champions that he's kind of calling out, not even necessarily hard carry, but like playmaking champions, he's going to be able to make the calls that he needs to have happen on the map. And Bjergsen is 100% going to be the mid laner that's going to be like, okay, I got you. I got you, Closer. I'm going to be right on your back. I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to be making this play with you. I'm going to push my lane. I'm going to come and roam with you. I'm going to sack a wave. I'm going to roam with you. And I think that's where the strength of this roster is really going to come from is, is, is this mid-jungle kind of top side, I guess, of, of, of the team. Which feels really weird to say because I'm about to get into to probably one of my favorite players in the history of the game and then also a very, very talented young player as well. So I'm going to take a look at the, look at the bot lane as, as a duo. We have Doublelift and Busio. Doublelift is a bit out of practice, obviously. This guy has not been playing in, in the professional league uh, for a while now, but he's been keeping up with the game. And honestly... I think he has has mostly kept his skills together. I think he is going to need a split to kind of warm up and come back into the get get back into the groove of of what it feels like to be on the competitive stage and be with a team like this. But I think obviously Doublelift's highs are extraordinarily high. Do I think at, at Doublelift's height he's the best bot laner in the league right now? Probably not. Still, I think he would probably go at number three under Berserker and Prince, but. As of right now, until I see more from him, I have to put him at number five because I think his 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 consistency from the past and his level of of ability from the past is really what even puts him this high at this point. So hopefully he can bring back some of that some of that magic that he had before. But with him in the bot lane is Busio. Now this guy is somebody to watch. So if you didn't watch Academy, or if you don't know this name, you gotta look this guy up. Busio is like the next great support of North America. That's the way that I'm going to put it. I think I think Busio is extraordinarily impressive. I, I think this guy's map knowledge and mechanics are all really, really strong. And because of that, this guy is able to make plays in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a support player. Um, I think what might, honest to God, honest to God, what might end up happening on this 100 Thieves team is that Busio just fucking leaves Doublelift bot lane. Doublelift gets a fuck ton of solo XP while Busio helps like hard win top side of the map. And then Doublelift comes in late game fucking like 25 minutes later with three items and 300 CS on Sivir. And he just runs everybody over because he's fed as fuck because he just got to farm bot lane for 20 minutes, right? That might honestly gotta be what this team looks like the entire season, which is a little bit different from where it has looked like in the past where you have like Doublelift asking for like Shen in the top lane and then like Orianna in the mid lane and fucking Sejuani in the in the jungle so that we can play the Doublelift show where he gets to just hard carry with everybody else just giving him uh, sustainability. Here it feels like you you much rather would play to your top side of the map than, than you would to Doublelift in this, in this team lineup. But with that being said, that is my 100 Thieves team. That's number five. Number four... I have Evil Geniuses. I love EG. I fell in love with this team after uh, after the spring split. I really did. And honestly, I watched them uh, this this split before, uh, where and and I, and I watched them the year before. I mean, and I I really enjoyed watching them then uh, then as well. Uh, with that being said, I think EG's really good. I, I compared to last split. I think that they're maybe slightly weaker than when they had Danny and maybe about the same when they when they had Kaori. Maybe that's how I put it. I don't think necessarily someday is as good as Impact. 
Actually, I don't know if I would say that he's not as good. I think the difference is I don't think someday is as good of a role player as Impact was for for EG because I think Impact is able to sort of fill the role of whatever he needs to do, and because of that, he's able to have extraordinarily high competitive ceilings. Right? I don't think someday does the same thing for his team. I, I still think he's extra. I, I still think he's really good. Right? I think I still think someday is, is a really really good top laner, and I. I, I I think he is going to create a level of stability in the top lane that, uh, in terms of, like, I think he opens up more avenues for EG's top lane and, and creates an equal amount of stability, but I think the difference is he doesn't have the same level of utility that he'd bring to the team if, if it was impact, right? Uh, with that being said, I have someday at my number three top laner for the league right now under impact and summit. But honestly, like impact and someday you could probably interchange and, and like you, you can make a pretty decent argument for that. I think Inspired is the best jungler in LCS. Like that's just just flat out. I just think Inspired is the best jungler for LCS. I think this guy's pathing is incredible. I think his mechanics are really consistent. I think he always knows what he wants to do. Um, with that being said, like, I mean, that's all I have to say about him. I, I, I mean, I think this guy's incredible. I think he's the best jungler in LCS. I think he was one of the best junglers. Uh, I think he was the best jungler in play-ins, to be honest. And then I think he was probably one of the best. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the best this, uh, this season as well. Georgia Pugh and I have my number two mid laner. So this may feel a little bit weird because he, he is above Jensen and he is above Bjergsen. And I think that is about the current forms. Cause I don't think Jensen and Bjergsen are in the same form that, as they were like two or three years ago. I think Jojo Pune has learned a lot uh, in the last year. I think he's grown a lot as a player. There have definitely been moments where you watch Jojo. I actually remember um, like a year ago when I was watching LCS and I was talking about Jojo Pune and I was talking to a friend. I was like, this guy is super fun to watch. And I think he's an incredibly talented mid laner. And I think he's going to be somebody to watch. And then the moment that that happened was that time when he was playing Rise. And he like backed, walked bot lane, did nothing, walked mid lane, and then did nothing again. And it was like this weird sequence where he just like roamed, sacked like four waves, and then just lost the game to TL because Bjergsen was playing Vagar and just was able to farm the entire time. And my friend was like, yeah, sure, okay, this guy's going to be the best mid laner in LCS, sure, whatever. But I think Jojo Pune is actually there. Like, I think he's getting to that point. Um, Jojo is an incredible carry player, but at the same time, he is learning and has learned, I, I would even say, to be a very, very consistent uh, uh, facilitator for his team, right? And because of that, he's my number two mid laner. And bot lane, FBI, I have number three for bot laners, ADCs this, uh, this year. People are kind of down on FBI, I'm not going to lie. People are kind of talking all sorts of shit about FBI, and I don't know where it's coming from. Like, I get that he didn't play super well uh, this last split. I know that he hasn't been su playing super well for a little while now. But if I'm being entirely honest, like, I feel like that that is just runoff of being on that 100 Thieves roster. I just feel like... When you're playing on that 100 Thieves roster, you're not playing towards FBI. Not the way that you want to play. Not not the way that you would want to play towards an ADC, right? And because of that, he kind of gets shoved in the dirt a little bit. And I don't think that that's his fault. I think 
having Vulcan as his support is going to hard enable him to be back in that sort of carry form that we saw from him about two years ago. And because of that, uh, I do think that his, his ceiling is going to be high, and I think he's going to be reaching that ceiling once again uh, this year in LCS. But with that being said, that brings me to my boy Vulcan. Vulcan have as the number two support in the league. Now, I know there's an argument to be made for number one, and I think that that's valid, but for me, Vulcan is number two. I think Vulcan is really, really good. I think he's an incredible shot caller. I think that he's an incredible playmaker. I think that he is just all around super consistent, and, he, and he's always in, in a position where he feels like he knows what he's doing, and that's exactly where you want your support player, right? He's, he's my number two support. And I think with all these pieces, this team is going to look pretty good, but my my question here is like, I don't know if they're going to be able to push themselves to the same ceiling as they were able to a year ago. And I think that's where my question mark stands. And that's why I put them in number four, because I'm not sure what this team looks like. Like in, in terms of like, because I think they have an identity, but I don't know if they're going to be able to fully realize that identity going forward in the season. Um, with that being said, we're going to move on to number three. So the number three pick I have is cloud nine. These guys just won summer, right? These guys just won summer. They were the, 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 the NA first seed going into Worlds. I mean, these guys are good. Like, there is no question about it. The only thing that they changed is they dropped Jensen for Diplex. I think that personally was a mistake. But, like, I don't think... It's obviously not their fault because of the whole, like, the, the video that Jack released. Which, obviously, not their fault that they had to release Jensen. I think Jensen is obviously, like they said, well-deserving of whatever contract that he wants, right? With that being said, I think... Not very much changes on this roster. I think Diplex still is going to slot in as a decent role player for the mid lane. And he is going to be able to do to facilitate Blabber, facilitate Berserker. And I think that's kind of the core of the team. Like that that's that's what makes this team work so well is that they are gonna they should be playing towards this either like you can carry from either side of the map, right? You're you're carrying from either Fudge in the top lane or Berserker in the bot lane. You have all these options to you. And so long as Diplex is able to fulfill the role of facilitating Blabber and facilitating the rest of his team, he should be fine. And I think that he is able to do that. With that being said, do I think he's a particularly impressive mid laner? No. But maybe he'll surprise me and he will show me something that I don't know. But like I was saying before, like Fudge is really good. Uh, he, he's a very strong carry player. And I think uh, he, he has a lot of avenues in which he can play in the top lane, but I do think that he is a little bit volatile with his play style, uh, which is why he isn't higher on my top laner list. Blabber, I think is just, he's the goat of North American jungling, I think. Um, uh, barring like maybe X Smithy, but I think Blabber is like probably the best North American jungler ever in the history of the LCS. And... Do I think he was playing at that level last year? Not necessarily, but I, I, I don't think he necessarily had to. Because I think Blabber is going to be, like, he, he is a very aggressive player. He's looking for those plays. And that it highly enables the rest of his team to do their job when he's when, when he's playing this this engage playmaking role, right? Uh, I already talked about Diplex. Berserker, I mean, what can be said about this kid? Like, this guy is fucking incredible. Like, th like he, he is the best ADC in the league right now. Like, that, that like there is no question about it. His, his hands are just too fucking good. Like, I don't know what else that I can say about this guy that isn't just praise. Sven is kind of like my question mark for C9. If I were to have a question mark, I think he's a great ADC. 
Do I think he's a great support? Not necessarily. I think he's a pretty good support. I think he's fine. I don't think... I mean, I think what what makes C9 good here is that I don't think Sven has the same level of killer instinct that he needs to have on a playmaking support as other supports do in the league. But I think that, that 100% gets made up on the fact that Blabber has that kill, that, that, that sort of like, I see you and I'm going to make that play, right? I think Sven actually not having that sort of killer instinct for, for support is not even necessarily a bad thing. Um... I think putting him on enchanters is really good because it is going to help enable like the half of like one half of the team that really needs to be enabled, which is Berserker. And the base off of the way that many supports play as an enchanter with the AD carry, I don't think that that's going to be bad at all. I actually think that this duo, like as far as a bot duo goes, these two play off of each other's styles really well. Like if I was going to do uh like like a tier list for how I think the the bot lanes are, I think Sven and Berserker is like a number one, number two bot lane in LCS, based off of how synergistically I think their play styles go. Uh, but that's Cloud9. Now, number two, I have Team Liquid. Now, personally, I'm excited for this Team Liquid squad. I'm, I'm excited for the memes that are going to happen and the conversations that are, will occur because of this, because of the way that this team is uh, built, right? So, for Team Liquid... Like, they have the best, they have the best top laner in the league. Like, there's no question about it. Like, it's Summit, guys. Like, this guy was absolutely insane in the spring split. And, like, I think maybe Cloud9 at the time didn't have all the, didn't, didn't enable Summit to do all the things that he wants to do. I don't think that he had a lot of confidence in that team. Uh, but I think that it's going to be the opposite for this Team Liquid team. I think this Team Liquid team is going to enable Summit to do whatever the fuck that he wants to do because he's just that good of a player, Right. Um, he looked good in LCK. He looked incredible in LCS, and I think he's going to remain the top of the, uh, the 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 top of the top lane LCS uh, going into this uh, this spring split. Uh, Piosic in the jungle. I mean, like this guy is like he's a world champion. And say what you might, because I know the finals were a little bit shaky, and he missed a lot of smites. But like this guy is a good jungler. Like like you can't actually tell me that Piosic is a bad jungler. Like I I think his his ceiling is much higher than any other jungler in the LCS right now. But I think him hitting that ceiling is a rare occurrence. And I think that's the difference that I have here. And I know I'm using this this whole ceiling conversation a lot, but I think it is relevant to the way that specifically Piosic is. Because I think Piosic is like a really, really strong carry jungler if he's given the pieces to do that kind of job. And I think that this team, this Team Liquid team, is going to be able to enable to Piosic is going to be able to allow Piosic to do those sorts of things, right? Uh, moving on. I mean, Harry... It's tough. I mean, this guy is, like, maybe the best mid laner out of Academy. I think he probably is the best mid laner out of Academy. Uh, but with that being said, I don't think that he's at the same level as some of these other pros. Like, I, he just isn't. That, that's just the reality of the situation. He's a little bit shaky at times. He's he's not necessarily inconsistent, but I think he lacks a level of confidence that some of these other mid laners just will not lack. Like, I think Harry's laning stats are going to look kind of abysmal at the beginning of this year. I'm not going to lie. But I think he might grow into it. And I think hopefully the rest of this, this uh, Team Liquid team is going to be able to help enable him to do that. And... I have a, a fairly similar sentiment to Yon. Uh, Yon, Yon, however you say it. Um, I think he has a pretty high ceiling in terms of AD carries. 
I don't think he necessarily has the best hands in the in, in the in the ADC pool here. Um, but I think that is kind of a given. But I think that between Harry and Yon, they're both very hard workers. And I think if they're if they are looking to improve, and I think with the the support system that Team Liquid has, they're going to improve very very quickly. And we will see them in the in, in like definitively the top half of their roles by the end of the season. Um, but as of where they stand right now, based off of their 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 recent split in Academy, I'm I mean Harry's gonna sit seven and Young's gonna hit sixth, right? Now there's Core JJ. Like Core JJ, I mean, like what else can be said about this guy that hasn't already been said? Core JJ is the best support in the LCS. Like, I know I talked and I just gushed about Vulcan, but Core JJ does everything that Vulcan wants to do, but better. I think there was an issue last season where there was a level of, uh, like, like there, there was a level of disagreement between Burickson and Core JJ in terms of how they wanted to play the game. And I think that that may, be, may have shown why Core seemed a little bit shaky in this last split. But I mean, if we're being entirely honest here, guys, the last couple of years with Core JJ, you're not going to look at this guy and judge him solely based off of last year. You just can't do that. And even in last year, he he still looked like top two supports in the league. Like, unironically, still looked like top two supports in the league on a number four LCS team that didn't even make Worlds. So, consider that. And at number one, I have FlyQuest. Now, I was not expecting to put FlyQuest at the top of this board when I was thinking, like, before these rosters were even announced. I did not think that FlyQuest was going to be able to, to, to create a team as strong as they did in this offseason, but holy fuck did they create a team here. I mean, first of all, picking up impact in the top lane, that's a dub. That's an easy dub right there. Like, that's that's the best top laner in the history of the LCS right there. I mean, perfect role player, super consistent top laner. I mean, I've talked about this guy a little bit already. There's no question in my mind that impact's going to do everything that FlyQuest wants him to do and then even more. Spika, I think Spika's really good. I actually think Spika looked like top three junglers in North America last year. And and like that's maybe that's a little bit of a cope. Maybe, maybe I'm coping here a little bit, but I actually think Spika looked super, super incredible last season. Super, super incredible last split on, on a losing team. Right? And I think that's the big that's that's the big difference here. I think Spika looked really good on a losing team. Imagine how good he's gonna look on this roster. Uh mid lane, Vicla's the best mid laner in LCS. Flat out the best mid laner in LCS right now. This guy is mechanically incredible. He is macroly incredible. He is just incredible overall. He has a level of killer instinct that I don't think I've seen in another mid laner in the LCS in a very, very long time. Right? This guy's th- this guy sees a play 15 seconds before it even happens. And, and, then, and then he executes it picture pixel perfectly. Right, this guy is super, super good at what he does, and he can very well be. And I, I personally, I think it's kind of difficult to carry through mid right now, it, 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 as as far as like the current preseason goes. I think it feels a little bit difficult to carry through mid. I feel like it was a little bit difficult last season as well, if you weren't picking like like the same like a Kali Silas kind of like trade off. Vikla is a carry mid laner and I think he is going to show everybody in LCS what a carry mid laner is supposed to look like and it's it, it's not even going to look competitive when when he's when he's doing that. Uh 
bot lane, I mean, Prince is the same way, as far as I'm concerned. I think Prince's hands are fucking incredible. Like, this kid this kid can play AD carry. Do I think he's better than Berserker? I don't necessarily... I, I think, like, in, in terms of their competitive heights, I don't think Prince matches Berserker. I think he's a little bit under him, but he, I still think Prince is above every other AD carry in the LCS right now. I think he would have been above every other AD carry in the LCS last season as well. Um... I mean, this guy's just really fucking good. What can be said? And then Ayla. I think Ayla's a really, really good support. I think watching him in, in, in Academy, he was one of the most entertaining supports to watch. I think he had some weaknesses at the beginning of the season, but he kind of like pu pulled himself together and, and ended up really impressing me with how he, uh, by, by kind of finding this level of like playmaking and, and, and just looking at every single moment and, and sort of like diving into it mentally and thinking like, okay, I can do this, but if I do this, then this is going to be one of the three outcomes. And if it's this outcome, I have to do this differently. And like, it, it's a level of killer instinct, right? And I think he found his killer instinct last season. And I think it's going to look like one of the top supports in the league next year. Um, and in core JJ's words, like Ayla's the second best, the second best support in the league right now. Right. Which is interesting. And we saw a little bit of him in LCS last season. And I think he did look good. And I think he is going to continue to look good coming into this next split. Uh, but with that being said, that is going to be my power rankings. Oh, I know I said that I was going to do a, um, a, uh, what's it called? A power rankings thing, but based off of what I think, uh, based on what I, based on like my fan reaction. So... One through ten. So just fan reaction time. This is this is gonna be me fanboying over some of this some of these teams necessarily. I mean, if I'm being honest here, like I mean, Immortal stays at the bottom, right? And TSM stays at the bottom. Uh, honestly, and I might get hate for this. I think it's so tough. It's so tough, actually. I think. My favorite team has gotta be, it has to be EG, right? Like, I think EG is just my favorite team in terms of, like, how entertaining I think they are and just, like, uh, how I've gotten to know the players over the past year, but it could also be recency bias. But I think EG is probably my favorite team. I think CLG is definitely my second. I think these two could probably be interchangeable in terms of, like, how much I enjoy their content and, and, and the players and whatnot. That's probably FlyQuest. Whoops. Probably FlyQuest. Um, ooh, this is where it gets kind of tough. I think. I think gold, okay, so so my bottom three stay the same. It's still Golden Guardians, TSM, and Immortals. I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, I think even Immortals is above them here in terms of like my fan in terms of my fan rankings I'm gonna put Immortals higher because I think Olive, Revenge, and Tactical are really fun players to watch um honestly oh my god am I an Immortals fan? no I'm, I'm really just fans of the players I think Immortals are going to go number seven, and I think Dignitas is actually going to be number eight in terms of, like... 
because like I think the Dignitas team is competitive. I don't necessarily like I I I think Centaurin is interesting to watch, and uh, I think that's it. Honestly, I mean Jensen is a fun player to watch and and sort of see interviews from, but I don't really care about anybody else on the team. C nine is gonna go here. I honestly I just don't care about this team the way that I care about other teams. I care about individual players. I think I, I care a lot about Blabber, but I really just don't care about anybody else on this team, if I'm being entirely honest. In terms of, like, as a fan, I just have never found... I've never been able to relate to any of the other players on this team. Um, maybe that'll change. Well, it's between 100 Thieves and it's between Team Liquid. It's always between these two, isn't it? Um, I think... Honestly, I'm going to put TL at number four, and I'm going to put 100 Thieves at number five. Because if I'm being... Like, and obviously, this is just a fan list, because like this is not how I think the actual season is going to shake up to look. But like as a fan list, in terms of like content, players... What I care, like, in, in terms of, like, what the, the organization cares about, like, this is what I, this is what I like. Th th this is kind of how I have this set up. I think TL has a lot of interesting players. I think Core JJ makes, like, some of the best informative, used to make some of the best informative content for, uh, for anybody who wants to improve at the game. Uh, I think Piosik is a super fun person to watch. He, I mean, he, he used to be a streamer, right? And also, like, just watching him in all the DRX content last season, like, he looked like just, like, the fucking heart of the team, to be honest. I think Summit is really cute. Like, he just like he just has a cute personality. Uh, and then Harry and Yon, these are really fun guys to watch in Academy, right? 100 Thieves, honestly. I mean, I think I, I, all the words that I have to say about TL, I basically have to say about 100 Thieves as well. Like, I think these guys, like, watching Tenacity and Busio in Academy, super, super entertaining. I don't necessarily know if I care too much about Closer. I think Closer has an, uh, like, he doesn't have a, a super strong presence online, to be honest. Um, and then, like, Bjergsen, I, I respect a lot as a player. I don't necessarily really care for his content. And then Doublelift, I fucking love his content. I think Doublelift's content is, like, super funny. Um, and I've been watching him for years. And I've been watching Bjergsen as well, but I mostly watch Bjergsen as, as a way to, like, to learn and I watched Double Lift to entertain myself. But that that's that's going to be my, my fan list, right? So I'm going to digress here. I'm going to wind it down. So just to reiterate my top 10, and number one, and this is for like the actual power ranking. For uh, number 10, uh, for number ten, I have Immortals. Number nine, I have TSM. Number eight, I have Golden Guardians. Number seven, CLG. Number six, Dignitas. Number five, Hundred Thieves. Number four, Evil Geniuses. Number three, Cloud Nine. Number two, Team Liquid. And number one is FlyQuest. Um, honestly, I feel pretty confident about this power ranking. I think it's. I think it is interesting to kind of look at these pieces and see like where all of them kind of end up, and then where I think they're going to end up in terms of like placement on the leaderboard but um yeah yeah i think that's it um this was fun to make uh maybe i'll, I'll probably do a mid-season power ranking and i'll probably talk more about the lcs as it actually starts up and I, you might get more sort of secondary content like this uh for hexic heroes in the in the future but with that being said thank you very much for for watching listening to my uh power rankings video go ahead and um 
if you're watching this on YouTube and you don't know what a I don't know what my podcast is. It's Hextech Heroes. You can find it on all major listening platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, and like pot, like other podcast sites. Really, um, if you're listening to this on any of my on any of my podcasting sites, uh, there is a video involved. It is attached to my YouTube, which is Laughing Mage. Uh, don't necessarily. I mean, I don't really make content for my YouTube channel right now, but I hope to do so, uh, do more so in the future. Um, with that being said, thank you very much for watching, listening to this, uh, and I will see you guys uh, in the next time I record the podcast. So, check you later.